York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. There I was at the immigration scene. Immigration man said he doesn't know it began. Let me in. Let me in. No problem. No problem. The lunch hour edition here at WABC. The 45 minutes of my rip and read and my commentary. No calls here. Continue that music there. The classic Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. An appeal to the immigration man. Limigra. Immigration and Naturalization Service ICE to let them in. And, hey, they got no problem at the border now from Texas to Arizona, New Mexico, or California. Because under Papachulo, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, mindless as he is in his basement there somewhere along the Delaware shore. Does he still have have that variant of COVID-19, or is that just a ruse to keep him out of sight, out of mind? Anyway... Papa Chulo is there at the border. Oh, no, that's right. He hasn't gone to the border. Uh, well, his vice president, Giggles Harris. <laughs> uh, no, no, she won't go to the border. But from a distance, from Washington, D.C., they are waving the checkerboard flags of the Indianapolis 500 and then drinking quarts of milk as if they're the winners. Underlay, underlay, come one, come all. We don't care if you're on the no-fly terrorist list. We don't care from what country you are. All you got to do is say, I'm seeking asylum. I am the victim of domestic abuse, victim of gang uh, terrorism. I am the victim of a totalitarian dictatorship. Okay, come on into America. Uh, We'll give you an Obama phone. We'll give you social services. We'll give you a snap card. Uh, Find your way into some place in America and just come to a uh, immigration court in about a year and make your appeal as to why you're entitled to sanctuary. And we as schmucks and putzes have been told by our federal government, oh, almost 99% of them come to court. If you were in that position, would you show up at court if you've already integrated into the fabric of America? You're a day laborer. You're earning more money than you could earn in a lifetime. In Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, any third world nation around the world. You're going to show up at an asylum here a year later at an immigration court near you? In which the possibility is, vague and slight as it might be, that you would be deported, right? Now, you just sort of melt into the fabric. And you find yourself a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state and there are a whole bunch of them. Whoa, 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 sanctuary, sanctuary, hold on a second. What is the definition of a sanctuary city, a sanctuary state? New York State has been a sanctuary state going back before Governor Pataki was governor. That's right. Uh, Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, we were a sanctuary state. We are a sanctuary city and have been so since Ed Koch was mayor. New Jersey is a sanctuary state. Uh, even going back to Shamu, El Jefe, Chris Christie. So even with all the Republican mayors and with all the Republican governors, 
They haven't changed the status of us as a sanctuary port of call for illegals. What is the definition of a sanctuary city or state? A city whose municipal and state laws protect illegal aliens from deportation or prosecution despite federal immigration laws. Basically, bottom line is you dis and dismiss Limigre, immigration and naturalization, and especially ICE. As uh, the previous uh, governor, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, called them, ICE are thugs. As Eric Adams has called them, ICE are thugs. So where was Eric Adams in the wee hours of the morning when the first Greyhound bus pulled into the Port Authority as uh, close to 100 illegal aliens from Texas decided that they would take advantage of the generosity of Governor Abbott and instead of staying in heat that was 120 degrees in the shade. Remember, Austin has had 40 days just in the last two months where the temperatures have exceeded 100 degrees. He said, would you like an air-conditioned Greyhound bus? We'll pack a uh, box lunch, you know, barbecue. And which city would you like to go to, Washington, D.C. or New York? Nueva York! Nueva York! Oh, I got relatives here. I know I can get work there. Nueva York, I understand it's a sanctuary city. I understand that that mayor, Eric Adams, you know, the the Moreno, yeah, yeah, he he welcomes us. Well, guess what? Uh, Governor Abbott has said to both the mayors of Washington, D.C., and our mayor, Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, I will give you first-class accommodations. I will give you first-class passage on the airline of your choice. You come to Austin, and then we take you down to the border. Pick. Pick your poison. You want El Paso, where on the other side is Suarez? You want Laredo, the other side, Nuevo Laredo? Go ahead. Pick your port of entry. In fact, here was Governor Abbott again, sitting in his wheelchair, staring into the lenses of cameras, speaking into microphones, and inviting, inviting our mayor, Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, and the mayor of Washington, D.C., to come down to the border. And they're a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, they're fine with illegal immigration flooding across our borders and the crisis caused by the Biden administration, as long as it stays down in Texas. Yeah, as long as it stays down in Texas. Why don't they want to go down there and see for themselves? The president won't. Vice president won't. Democrats won't. Because they know it's a hot mess. So instead of Eric Adams saying, you know, I'm a different kind of a Democrat. I'm a moderate Democrat. I'm not an AOC, sickle, fantody, or lackey, all out crazy who has gone to the border. At least she's gone to the border. Uh, As a Democrat socialist of America, as a justice warrior and attacked Donald Trump for putting kids in cages, and then she had to be reminded, no, no, it was actually Barack Obama who did that first, okay? Oh, the tears, the vapors, but at least she went down to the border. What is the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, saying in the midst of this crime crisis? uh, Did he take advantage of that offer? We have not communicated with the other bordering states on, on why they're doing it. It's wrong to send people out of your state. Wait, 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 wait. We're a sanctuary city, right? We welcome the tired, the poor, the indigent. Isn't that what the Statue of Liberty says in our harbor? A gift from the French people? The Statue of Liberty is not in the port of Baltimore or the port of Philadelphia or New Haven or the port of Boston. It's in the port of New York. And yet all of a sudden, Eric Adams 
He just, uh, in fact, he didn't show up at the Port Authority today. I thought for sure he would be there to tend to the 100 illegals who chose New York City over Washington. Shouldn't he be proud? That they said, no, I don't want to go to D.C., man. Forget that, man. That's a city in crime crisis. I understand that you're the law and order mayor. You're going you're gonna to take care of business. You would have thought that Eric Adams. Oh, that's right. He was at the Club Zero Bond. In downtown Manhattan, as he is every uh, night and into the wee hours of the morning, the private club where whatever happens in the Club Zero Bond stays in the Club Zero Bond. Had he actually decided to go to the Port Authority, he would have seen a hundred of the illegals get off the bus and scatter into the night. Now, what happened? Uh, I guess he was too busy. And then he claims he had no idea that illegals were flooding into New York City. Excuse me. Rob Astorino, Rob Astorino, danger, Mr. Robinson, danger, Mr. Adams, who was there at the Westchester County Airport in August, who was at uh, Stewart Air Force Base in Newburgh in September while he was running for the GOP nomination to become governor. In fact, let me remind you of what he was saying, Eric Adams. Well, it's Biden Express from El Paso to regional airports, including Westchester. I blew the lid on this in August. Uh, then the New York Post did a big story, and those flights stopped for a while. Now they're back. And, in fact, they're not at the other side of the airport where they were, where it was more visible to the public. They're now moving closer to the terminal. They're taking these planes into these FBOs, these hangars, and then the buses put, uh, you know, leave the airport. So it's really out of view. But we follow these buses, and we know where they're going. They're going to rest stops and, and you know, opening up, and people are getting out and going into cars and going. Ah, but Eric Adams, he had window shades on his eyes. He had cotton balls in his ears and a zipper on his mouth. He didn't, he didn't want to listen to Rob Astorino. That was in August. By the way, some of the buses would take the illegal aliens, go south on the hutch. Buses are not permitted to go on the hutch, as you know. No commercial traffic with the lights blaring. And then all of a sudden, they go over the Throgsneck Bridge. And where would they end up? Corona, Elmhurst, Jackson Heights. And all of a sudden, all the illegals would integrate into the fabric of the community. The most diverse, integrated of all our five boroughs, right, that welcomes illegal aliens in the land of AOC. Because she represents most of that district. And the mayor didn't know this? Well, I mean, it was all over the news. What was, what, what was he think? Where did he think they were going when the bus stopped right there on 103rd and Roosevelt? I saw that for myself right by the square. Oh, my God. What happened to his humanity? His empathy, his sympathy. I thought we're a sanctuary city. What is he doing today? Well, maybe he's making amends. Uh, because he is at Gracie Mansion as we speak. And he has donned an apron on. That's right. With murders, shootings, crime chaos, illegal aliens flooding in, monkeypox, now maybe even polio. What does the mayor find to be the most important thing to do today? But to conduct a cooking class. I kid you not, at Gracie Mansion, 11 o'clock. I tried to dispatch Frank Diaz, but, you know, he said, oh, I'm I'm too busy. But, you know, there are going to be at least 28 reporters all of them McWhitey Whiteys who are intimidated by the mayor, and they're just going to listen to him as he lectures us about what we should be eating. Maybe he's preparing box lunches for the illegal aliens who arrived just hours ago at the Port Authority. He's going to be pretending to be Gordon Ramsay or Guy Ferrer 
uh, Mario Batali or maybe Bobby Flay or Emeril Lagasse or Wolfgang Puck. But, of course, it'll be vegetarian meals. And he's doing this for students at Great Sea Mansion. Mr. Mayor, is this the most pressing issue? And then you're going to say stupidly what you said the last time, and none of the white reporters who are afraid you'll call them crackers would dare ask you a follow-up question when he said eating cheese is more addictive and dangerous to you than shooting up heroin. Now... If an average person were to say that in the streets, I would say, that's a crackpot. That's a nutjob. None of the reporters did a follow-up question. I wanted our own Frank Diaz to ask him the, the follow-up question, but he goes, no speaking English. My name is Diaz. No speaking English. He recused himself. And then the mayor, what was he doing yesterday in Far Rockaway? 14-year-old kid shot in the alley just days before he registers for high school. I mean, executed in the street. Instead of talking about the crime problems in Far Rockaway, Edgemere, Rayvern, Arvern, all of these projects that I've, I've patrolled as a guardian angel, and he knows little, if anything, about Listen to what the basis of his press conference is and was yesterday in the midst of this crime crisis in Far Rockaway. A lot of people just start their day with saying, let me see what I can think hateful about. You know, I start my day of saying, wow, I'm lucky to be the mayor of New York City, <laughs> you know. So I'm excited. I'm happy. You know, I'm amazed at people, how much people are upset that I'm happy that I'm mayor. <laughs> you know, why are you laughing all the time? Why you enjoy being out all the time? Why you like being around people? Why are you do? I like being mayor. I wanted to be mayor. I'm mayor. I want the job that comes with it. And I want to be able to respect my employees by knowing who they are and communicating with them. Now, the question that precipitated all of this by the only news organization that is on his jockstrap that doesn't let him escape by saying, my, my complexion is my protection, political. Political says, we understand that like uh, Joe Biden, when you go into a meeting with your own staff, you have cue cards with their pictures on it and their names. Well, again, he said he was the Biden of Brooklyn. And he said, oh, but I want to get to know all of my staff. He, he's never in City Hall. He's cutting ribbons all day and partying all night. He's the nightlife mayor. He goes into meetings at City Hall with his deputy mayors, the vice deputy mayors, the staff people who really run the city in his absence. He doesn't know who they are. Like Joe Biden, he has to look at their pictures. Yeah, yeah, and that was his lame answer. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, up next, his very dear friend, oh, the minister, pastor, self-appointed spiritual leader, Whitehead in his Rolls Royce is under fire, but Eric Adams is giving him tactical air support. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Gotta find God. Keys 
All right, for those of you who don't believe in Jesus, remember, Jesus was a Jew, okay? <laughs> when, when he was crucified, he was a Jew. Uh, so if you happen to believe it's Hashem and not JC, fine. But this has to do with religion and people who will put on the cloth of religion and steal, 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 because it's a hell of a lot easier than walking up to you with a knife. Well, I can't say that in New York City any longer because you could actually walk up to a person, wave in the camera, have a nine millimeter at their head, rob them, and then you get cut loose by all these cut loose DAs. Alvin Bragg, Eric Gonzalez, we go right on down the line, Clark in the Bronx. But the New York Times, the old gray lady, finally woke up. And I'm not talking woke, W-O-K-E. Woke up from their slumber, and they did an entire piece that Bishop Lamar Whitehead says was a hit piece on him, was victor, victim shaming, and it was, uh, it was racist. Give me a little more of that music here because I can just see Bishop Lamar Whitehead up there in his bully pulpit and his leaders of tomorrow, international ministries, just four blocks from where I was raised. You know, I'm a Canarsie kid. I've, I've known this shyster. This extortionist, a guy went away upstate to prison for ripping people off. And then while in prison, he found God. He found Jesus. Don't so many of them. And he came out and he said, I want to amend my ways. I was bad, Jesus. I was involved in white collar crime. I extorted. I robbed. I used identity theft. I pretended to be elderly black women who always believe in their pastor. And I took their money, and I paid a price. But now I'm here to make amends, and I have my bully pulpit. And then we saw on the live stream three armed thugs with ski masks on coming during the service of July 24th and strip him and his wife like the carcasses in the Mojave Desert, like the buzzards and vultures would strip the last piece of jewelry, the last piece of bling off his bones. And at first he said it was $400,000 worth of jewelry. Then he escalated to a million. Then he said, boy, nobody's going to believe that. He brought it back down to 400000 I remember that night, July 24th. Because I was on, obviously, all day long, different segments. But I was doing the transition to Dominic Carter. And I said, Dominic, what do you think? Did it for the insurance, man. It's a ripoff. Everybody knows Bishop Lamar Whitehead. So now anybody who questions it is being called a racist. Can our own Dominic Carter, a Uriel Asiatic righteous black man who grew up in the projects, Patterson Projects, 138th and 3rd, Frog's Neck Projects, went to the drugstore, Theodore Roosevelt High School. Is he a racist? Oh, no, that's right. He must be a self-hating black man. But maybe all the McWhitey-Whiteys at the New York Times will be frightened off. Frightened off. Because they have uncovered more information of what this guy has done as a ripoff artist. Not just in New York through identity theft, but in New Jersey, where Bishop Whitehead owes more than $400,000 in judgments to a construction company that built his house and a credit union that financed, yes, his Mercedes-Benz and Range Rover. Revelation that he has dismissed 
as, again, victim shaming, and he has called the white reporters, the McWhitey Whiteys at the New York Times, the old gray lady, racist. He stood up and he said, I'm a miracle. I'm not supposed to be here today. Everybody wants to talk about what the tabloids are talking about and forget about the miracle that I'm alive, that I have my, my bully pulpit, and I'm going to give salvation. And who gave him tactical air support? Not Dominic Carter. The guy's guilty. You know, he's a rip-off artist. But Eric Adams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, let's see. This crime was committed on video July 24th. I'm skeptical. Everyone's skeptical. We know he did it for the insurance. So I put in a call to the district attorney of Kings County, Eric Gonzalez. Uh, Bishop who? What? Never heard of him. So obviously they've been told to ignore it. Talk to the 69th Precinct where I grew up in Canarsie, right there in Rockaway Parkway, Foster Avenue. Hey, guys and gals, what are you doing to check this out? Well, it's not a priority. It's not a priority. City Hall tell you it's not a priority? Well, come on, Curtis. Come on, we got our pension. You know, we got to feed our kids. You know, why are you making trouble? Making trouble? It's August 5th. This was all on video. The three thugs, they were in a white Beamer going down Avenue D past all the chop shops in the East Flatbush. You want me to go out and find them? No, 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 no. Curtis, don't make any trouble. Don't make any trouble. Uh, just like I put pressure, ladies and gentlemen, on the authorities to make arrests when the three black thugettes on that Woodhaven bus beat the living daylights out of that white grandmother because they said they hated white people, asked her, you like Donald Trump? Oh, I love Donald Trump. Take that. Take that. And by the way, as we pass St. John Cemetery, look up. Look up, white lady, right now, because we're going to bury you in there. Remember, they ignored it for weeks. I and Rudy Giuliani, my combate cheats, we kept pounding away. Now that the New York Times has been called an interloper, racist, victim-shaming, and you know they're going to back off because they're McWhitey-Whiteys. People hate that. You know, man, don't call me a racist. Go ahead, call me a racist. Everybody has. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Bishop Lamar Whitehead, and I'm going to get the best prosecutor and the best investigator that ever solved crime in the history of New York on my side here, Rudy Giuliani, to be continued. Meantime, uh, updates on the bigger white-collar criminals out there, Goldmine Sachs. Everybody worships in New Jersey at the altar of Goldmine Sachs. Oh, they're there in exchange place, you know, little Wall Street. Goldmine Sachs. Their bank behind the Apple card all of a sudden is being investigated for credit card practices that stack the deck for them and screw the cardholders. Wow, you're just discovering this. But all of you in New Jersey, you're so used to being called knuckleheads by the alumni of Goldmine Sachs. Murphy, half in the bag, Murphy. By the way, where is he? Is he still at his villa with the Goldmine Sachs dollars he bought it with in Italy? You got a missing in action governor. But, hey, you didn't vote for Citarelli. You like being called knuckleheads. Before that, you had chipmunk face, Corzine, right, who should be in jail. Oh, he was the CEO of Goldmine Sachs. He'll know how to run. Yeah, he ran your state right into the ground. And then the next guy who's up in the box, the young young mayor in Jersey City, now the most expensive city in America to live in, more expensive than San Francisco and New York City. Steve Fulop, 
What's on his resume? That's right. He's a graduate of Goldmine Sachs. Let's get back to uh, street crime from white-collar crime and religious crime. And we have a new member of the Rogues Gallery. He's broken the century mark. As you know, on this program, I have reported to you about Michelle Maibel, who has had more arrests for shoplifting and boosting than any of the other shoplifters and boosters in Manhattan, where if you walk into a Dwayne Reed or a CBS or Walgreen or Tanger or Old Navy, you threaten, I will not shoot up the place. Just give me my Alvin Bragg swag bag, and I swear I'll only boost or shoplift less than $2,000. Less? You, you, you want to check it? Yeah, 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 okay. Check this out. He has become the city's number one recidivist, Harold Gooding, 53. He actually smiles at the camera when he loots, but he promises not to shoot. He's been caught going in and out of Tajay in Tribeca. Every day he goes in and out of Tajay. Hi, everybody knows him. Oh, look, it's Harold Gooding. And he walks out with Alvin Bragg swag bags full of goods. And he gets arrested. And he gets a disappearance ticket, and he gets turned loose again and again. It happened. He cracked a century mark. Does this mean I'm going to be on Jesse Waters on Fox? I become the commentator who lets everybody know about all those shoplifters and boosters who break the century mark. And he's under supervised release. What the hell is supervised release? Did they put the ankle bracelet through his nose? There is no ankle bracelet. There is no supervised release. Why does the press allow DAs and their staff and the police to say supervised release? There is no such thing in the five boroughs of the city of New York. So this man has said, he has vowed, he has said, I know Michelle Maibel is my competition. She's been busted 128 times. I can't let a woman beat me. Hey, that's sexist. That's misogynist. No, that's competition. And now every other shoplifter, every other booster is saying, my God, they've raised the bar. What's the next Mount Vesuvius to scale? 200, 200 or more. And nobody's doing anything to stop them. And what happens, more and more people are fleeing to Florida. The exodus continues where the sheriff's down in Florida. All 48 counties say, you know, our deputy sheriffs, they can't always be there. Have a gun. And if they come in your store to shoot, you shoot them first. Oh, that is so refreshing. So refreshing. But, oh, we've got bigger bigger fish to fry. As our mayor, the swagger man with no plan, is conducting a cooking lesson at Gracie Mansion where he's going to tell you that cheese is a killer. In fact, it's more addictive and more harmful to you than shooting up heroin and fentanyl. Is, uh, is our crack reporter there, uh, Diaz, is he on his way to Gracie Mansion, or is he claiming he doesn't speak English now because he doesn't want to confront the mayor? He's going to say that again. Here it is. We had one case of polio in Rockland County. One case, right? I said, wow, I thought we had eliminated polio in our, our lifetime. Sock. You know, the vaccine. Now, this is a business. This is Dr. Fauci and the business of the CDC to put fear, fright, hysteria, and hype. One week after they found one person with polio, they're going through all the sewage pits in the tri-state area. They're testing our sewage. 
And now they want us, the CDC, hundreds may be infected with polio virus. You young whippersnappers, you have no idea what this means. You know, when uh, coronavirus was taking out people and they had a difficult time breathing, remember Andrew Evilized Cuomo, I need ventilators, I need ventilators. Trump gave him all the ventilators he needed and more, and they were all in a warehouse in New Jersey that he never even utilized, that fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi Cuomo was. But you know something? Going back to the time when mostly children had polio. I know my father, Chester, and his three brothers. That was the biggest fear. My grandmother, my grandmother, Wanda, on the Polish side, would warn the boys, don't go swimming in fishing ponds. Don't go swimming in lakes. Don't go swimming in Lake Michigan because the polio virus was transferred through water. And you would see children in polio wards. And what would they be in? An iron lung. And our president at the time, FDR, had polio and would go down to Warm Springs, Georgia, to try everything, everything to recover from that. So you're going to tell me that now we have a new epidemic here. What, are we going to blame the Red Chinese for this? Wuhan, the labs, you know. Oh, my God. Fauci's got to go. And just know that yesterday, Fauci, who himself has recovered from COVID-19, who has told us, when Biden retires, I'll retire. Oh, my God, that's two. We got we to have two retire. Early retirement is now declared a public health emergency throughout the United States for monkeypox. Monkeypox, let's see, 99% of those infected are either gay males or bisexual males having sex. The transmission of bodily fluids. 1% don't fit into that category. So how about, how about this kind of a compromise? I understand it's summertime and testosterone is crashing through the cranium and there are guys who are frolicking uh, out there in, uh, oh, God, Cherry Grove out there where a lot of gays will assemble. And there are parties with gays. And like heterosexuals, it's like spring break to them, so they want to fornicate and copulate. I get that. Well, how about just abstain? Abstinence is the cure for right now until you can be fully vaccinated. Or take the old school remedy that Curtis Lee has suggested and people have said to me, you're out of your mind. For years, when men were in the military, whether they were gay, straight, trans, it didn't matter. I watched MASH. I watched Corporal Klinger get into a dress so that he could get out of the military. Yeah, they had trainees then, too. What would they do in the military to calm you, to make sure that your turgid member became flaccid the rest of the day? Saltpeter in the oatmeal and the Cheerios. What did they do to men in prison who had nothing to do all day but lay up in their bunk and imagine what they're eventually going to do when if their wife is still around or their girlfriend is still around, how they're all of a sudden going to fornicate and copulate. They put saltpeter in their food. I know, I know. You say old school ways. Hey, it worked for those generations. Heterosexuals, gays, bisexuals, transgenders. Yeah, I watched MASH, the Korean War. Yeah, they had transgenders. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. You know, forget the Jimmy Camp. Forget the social distancing. Abstinence is the cure for right now. Yet, we don't want to keep 
Dr. Fauci from having a new epidemic. Do we? Yes, we do. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. That's right. That's right. I need to soothe my savage beast and let you know why we love this thing of ours, radio. This is this is what we have chosen. This is what you have chosen to listen to. The number one news talk station in the nation, WABC, resurrected like Lazarus from death by John Katsimatidis, the cat man. He's a great talk show host in his own right. You don't want to miss the roundtable discussion at 5 Monday through Fridays. And then all the guests he interviews Sunday morning from 8 to 10. They make news all day long on Sunday, bleed into the newspapers on Monday, and then we talk about it Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Because John Katzmatidis loves this thing of ours. I mean, he and his wife, Margot, have said, no, 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 no. We're going to save this for all of you. AM listeners, not FM listeners, freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating manly, free marijuana, and of course, Frank Morano. AM, active-minded. And boy, you got a lineup this weekend you don't want to miss. I know the weekend, it's uh, always broadcasting Curtis ABC. As it was this week, I substituted for Frank Morano. Four hours a night from one to five. But now I go back to the six to the break of dawn. 12 midnight to nine to six. So nice I do it twice. Sunday from 12 to six. And I let you know where our party hardy mayor is. What nightclubs he's at. Raising the roof as our nightlife mayor. But I want you to take special note of some of the special programs this weekend. We are going to be honoring and recognizing... The G-O-A-T, go greatest of all time. Bruce Morrow, a.k.a. Cousin Boosie, you don't want to miss it. Four o'clock on Saturday. If somehow you can't have appointment radio, you got to get it on the podcast, wabcradio.com. What a tribute to what a stand-up guy. Unlike some of his colleagues, when WABC was the number one station in the nation spinning stacks of wax, like Harry Harrison, the morning mayor, who didn't even live in New York City and at 10.01 was out the door, not to be seen until the next day. I don't want to be bothered with going out there and taking care of advertisers and doing community events. I'm number one, second to none, Harry Harrison. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Cousin Brucey, he had cousins. And when you had cousins like all of you, like me, he took care of business. He went out there, he drummed up business so that other people had an opportunity to be jocks. So other people had an opportunity to ply their trade. He'd pick up the phones all day long as if he was at the Friars Club. But no, he'd be calling the CEO of Macy's, Bamberger's, Mays, Alexander's. How come you're not advertising at WABC? Hey, how about if I take you to lunch? Hey, and the cousin will always be available to you. Ribbon cuttings, community events. Oh, your kid has a bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, a communion, a confirmation, a marriage. I'm there. You're kidding. The cut, Yes. And like me, a Brooklyn kid, you cut our veins and arteries, we bleed Brooklyn. But we're going one better. 
John Katsimatidis has given me the green light to make amends, to do my mea culpas, my mea culpas, to Tony Bennett. I disparaged Tony Bennett, although he loved me. When I said, how come you didn't sing the national anthem when the Yankees came through the Canyon of Heroes after a long death valley of not having championships and we beat the Atlanta Braves? And he came up to me at City Hall and he said, Curtis, what have I done to deserve this? I'm not not anti-America. I served in World War II in the Battle of the Bulge. Schmuck, putts, I can't hit the high notes any longer. The national anthem, you got to hit the high notes. So I sang America the Beautiful. <gasps> I wanted to impale myself with the WABC microphone. Now, unfortunately, Tony Bennett just had his 96th birthday. He's fading fast. He has dementia and Alzheimer's. We're going to have a special tribute Sunday night to Tony Bennett. Yes, John Katsimatidis has cleared the way with Chad Lopez, our president and general manager, I'm going to be a part of that because, as you know, Sunday, right, it's always broadcasting Curtis 9 to 10. Maybe he'll give me forgiveness. And then my number one issue here for all you animal lovers who are members of your family who are like friends of yours is we put out an all-points bulletin for this Russian blue cat, a bodega cat. Thank God for the bodega cats because if it was up to the Department of Health or the city of New York, they wouldn't allow any cats in any business presence, prominence, because they prevent rats, rodents, and mice. And this beautiful little kitten, this Russian blue kitten, Boca, right there in Park Slope, just a few blocks away from the dope from Park Slope who single-handedly destroyed this city that we love, Bill de Blasio, everybody loved Boca. The Russian blue kidnapped, kidnapped right outside of the deli. Notice all the mini Frenchies, the bulldogs that have been kidnapped of late in the city. Now I understood they're like $6,000. But all of a sudden there's a war, not just on people in our city, but people that we care more about than even our sons and daughters, our wives and husbands, our nagging relatives, our pets, our friends. And I want to alert you that in honor of that, I want to tie a human being into this Bad Bunny. Because believe it or not, Bad Bunny, who actually did better than Drake in that video from Puerto Rico. Yes, he's an American. Puerto Ricanos are Americans. Just like our own Frank Diaz there, Americanos. But Bad Bunny apparently has been discovered by Hollywood. They have said he is a potential superstar performer. And he will appear in a new action comedy. And all of Hollywood is saying Bad Bunny is the new superstar in Hollywood. We honor the bunny. And by the way, there's no sanctuary in Hawpaw, Long Island for exotic animals. You'll have an opportunity to turn in your pythons, your tigers... Your lions, yes, your crocodiles and alligators to the SPCA before they come for them. Like ICE, like Remigre, like Immigration and Naturalization does to MS-13 in Brentwood, in Central Iceland, and the Danch. So you better turn them in now because you're not taking care of the illegal exotic animals. And Hop Park will no longer be a sanctuary for them. 